Championship weekend. Which four teams will make the college football playoffs? Will there be some controversy? I've got the answers. What's going on, listeners? Welcome back to another episode here on the Sean's Take Podcast. It is officially College Football Championship Weekend. And today we are discussing playoff implications. We did this a little bit in the midway point of the season, but now the time is here. It's championship weekend, and these games this weekend are going to determine which four teams end up making it to the college football playoffs. So I want to keep you guys too long here today. We're going to quickly go through the Power 5 championship games and who's playing in them and what the implications are. And then I'm going to break down some scenarios on which four teams I think the committee will work to get into the playoffs. So there's a lot that can happen. We're going to cover it here. So without taking up any more time, let's get into the matchups that we're going to have this weekend. And we'll start with the Pac-12 championship game, which takes place tomorrow between Washington and Oregon. Now, the narrative of this game has shifted a ton. Since Washington beat Oregon 36-33 to back in Week 7, the Washington Huskies have struggled through the rest of their schedule. Their past six games have all been decided by 10 or less points, and that's not something you'd expect from a perfect 12-0 team playing mostly unranked opponents during that time. The one-loss Oregon Ducks are a 9.5-point favorite which is a lot bigger than them being three-and-a-half-point underdogs when these two teams met earlier in the season. Oregon has looked like one of the best teams in the country all year long, and they've been perfect outside of their narrow loss at Washington. So this is a very interesting game. There's a lot riding on the Pac-12 championship, and that's the stage that's being set for tomorrow's game in Las Vegas. The next championship game comes in the Big 12 with the 11-1 and Texas team taking on a 9-3 and Oklahoma State team. Texas's only loss this year is against Oklahoma. And what's really good for Texas is they have a great resume-building win over Alabama back in Week 2. So, not a terrible loss to take against Oklahoma, but they do have a very good win against Alabama this year. Moving on to the SEC Championship game, which is perhaps the most anticipated game of them all, we have Alabama taking on Georgia, a matchup we have been looking forward to all season long. Georgia still hasn't lost this season, but they also haven't always looked the greatest. Their 31-23 scare against Georgia Tech last weekend was not a good look for them, but similar to Washington, I think Georgia may just need the big stage in order to play their best football. In two of their biggest games this season, we saw Georgia blow out Ole Miss and they blew out Tennessee. So against two better teams that they've played, they really delivered. And that's how I think Washington has operated as well. When the stakes aren't super high, these teams haven't shown up the same that they do when they play a very good opponent. Alabama, on the other hand, has had a bit of a roller coaster year. The Texas loss sent them into a funk, 
but they started to look themselves again later in the season with commanding wins over Tennessee, LSU, and Kentucky. This past weekend was an insane Iron Bowl victory over Auburn. The football gods were clearly on their side in that one. And again, that sets up the coveted Georgia-Alabama SEC championship matchup that we've been waiting for. So that's the stage there, a one-loss Alabama team against an undefeated Georgia team. Now we have the ACC championship game, which is a very interesting matchup. Louisville versus Florida State. Louisville is a very interesting team right now. They have big wins over Notre Dame, Duke, and Miami, but their two losses came against Pittsburgh and Kentucky, and those two losses are what keeps them out of playoff contention. Florida State, on the other hand, has been perfect all year long, but the loss of their quarterback, Jordan Travis, really puts a question mark over this game in Florida State's playoff chances. Travis was a Heisman candidate, and while FSU beat Florida this past weekend without him, they only mustered 12 pass completions for 134 yards and no touchdowns in that game. This game against Louisville will largely ride on how well their new starting quarterback, Tate Roadmaker, can manage the game and how well Florida State can run the ball and play defense against a pretty good Louisville offense. Finally, our last conference championship game in the Power Five, we have the Big Ten Championship between Michigan and Iowa. This one is by far the biggest gap in terms of the point spread. Michigan opened this as a 23-point favorite. And to put that in perspective, the next largest spread is Texas, who's a 14.5-point favorite over Oklahoma State. Michigan is obviously coming off that Ohio State win. And they perhaps have the best resume of any team in the country with two top 10 wins against Penn State and Ohio State. Now they get Coach Harbaugh back on the sideline, which should only add to Michigan's fire. Iowa, on the other hand, is the 17th ranked team in the country. But judging by the point spread, there isn't much of a chance for the Hawkeyes to pull off the upset in this one. Iowa gives up the 15th fewest yards in the country. But when we look at their schedule, Penn State did drop 31 on them, and Penn State is by far the best team they've faced all year long. So even if they find a way to slow Michigan down, which I'm not necessarily expecting them to, there's little faith that their offense can muster up enough points to pull off what would be considered a massive upset. So that's the outline for each one of the Power 5 championship games and I'm going to leave my projections for my radio appearance tomorrow on the Keystone Sports Kickoff Show. I'll include the link to that in the description of this episode, so make sure you tune in for my picks on who I think will win each one of these games. And with that, it's time to transition to our next part of the episode and talk about which teams I think are even eligible to be in the college football playoffs and go through a couple different scenarios on how teams can get into the playoffs. We'll start with the teams that have a chance of being playoff teams. That would be Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Florida State, Oregon, Ohio State, Texas, and Alabama. There's eight teams there. There's eight teams that I believe have a shot at being a playoff team. There will not be any two-loss teams in the college football playoffs. So again, those eight teams are all in contention. Georgia, Michigan, Washington, and Florida State are all undefeated. Oregon, Ohio State, Texas, and Alabama all have one loss. So now let's get into the nitty-gritty and break all of this down. We're going to start with the basics. If Georgia, Michigan, Washington, and Florida State win their games this weekend, they are automatically it. They would be undefeated conference champions. You can't top that 
when you're trying to get into the playoffs. That is the premier thing. You get that, you're a lock to get in. So those four teams are automatic bids if they win their championship matchup. Now, things get interesting if any of these teams were to lose in their championship game. And for the purposes of this, I'm going to take the worst case scenario. I'm going to take the messiest situation we could get for some of these teams because we could go on for hours about all the implications if this team wins and that team loses, if that team wins and this team loses, we'd go on for hours about all the different things that could happen. We don't have time for that. So for the purpose of this, let's say Texas beats Oklahoma State, making Texas a one-loss conference champion with a nice-looking win over Alabama. We'll say that Alabama beats Georgia, giving both programs one loss. Louisville beats Florida State, giving Florida State one loss. And finally, Iowa beats Michigan, giving Michigan one loss. Now, look, I don't think all these teams are going to lose, but we're evening the playing field by covering these scenarios and making everyone now a one-loss team. Again, any undefeated team is automatically in the playoffs. So now with Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Florida State, Oregon, Ohio State, Texas, and Alabama all having one loss, which four teams make it into the playoffs? I think in this given scenario... Conference champions hold the most weight, which would give us Alabama, Texas, and Oregon as the three conference champions. I think in this scenario, all of these teams would be put in, and then we have to figure out what we do with Washington, Georgia, Florida State, Michigan, and Ohio State, who would all be battling it out for the final spot. So let's dive into the case for all five of these teams. The case for Washington. They beat Oregon earlier in the year, which is a pretty good win to have on your resume. But at the same time, they didn't dominate their schedule like some of these other teams did. For Georgia, you were number one or number two all year long. You're back-to-back national champions, and you lose to a hot Alabama team, which is not a terrible loss. But kind of like Washington, you didn't always dominate your schedule. For Florida State's case, you have a solid LSU win in week one, but you don't have too many other notable wins this season, and your starting quarterback is out, which clearly affected you if you lost to Louisville. Ohio State's case, sure, you only have one loss, but you didn't even make it to your conference championship, so it's a hard case to make for Ohio State. For Michigan, you lost the conference championship as a heavy favorite, but you only have one loss, and you did beat Ohio State and Penn State, so theoretically, you should still be higher than Ohio State who didn't play Iowa this year and was not in the conference championship game. So now how do I think the committee would decipher who gets in in this particular scenario? I think Ohio State is an automatic out for not making their conference championship game. Now with that, the remaining ones could be determined by how badly each team lost in their conference championship. A blowout versus a close game can go a long way. So let's say Oregon beats Washington, Washington loses by one point. And then let's say Alabama beats Georgia, but Alabama beats Georgia by 25 points. That would give a big upper hand to Washington in that scenario. For this scenario that we're talking about right now, we'll say all these games were narrow losses. That makes it the most even thing when you have to determine who gets in and who gets out. So Michigan, Washington, Florida State, and Georgia in this scenario all lost pretty even narrow games. I think Washington in this scenario, would be the next one out due to their underwhelming second half of the regular season. Almost losing to teams like Arizona State, Stanford, and Washington 
isn't going to be viewed incredibly high by the committee, despite the fact they had beaten good teams like Utah, USC, and Oregon State. I also think Florida State would be out as well. While I don't think the committee would admit it, I think they would look at the loss of Jordan Travis very heavily, and that would be enough for the committee to say that Georgia and Michigan are better teams than Florida State. There is also the fact that Florida State doesn't have many big wins on the season, and they were never ranked in the top three of the country. I don't believe they were top three. I know they weren't one or two at any point. I don't think they cracked number three either. It's okay if I'm wrong. They still were behind Michigan and Georgia the entire year, though. So now we're down to two. Michigan and Georgia, who would get in? Both teams were ranked first in the country at points this season. Michigan has the two best wins over Penn State and Ohio State, but a loss as a 23-point favorite in the Big Ten Championship game to Iowa would really hurt them. On the other hand, Georgia's biggest win would be Missouri, which is impressive, but that doesn't compare well to Penn State and Ohio State, which are the wins Michigan would have. Georgia would get some points for being back-to-back national champions, and the committee may want to keep that three-peat narrative alive for the Georgia Bulldogs. I'm torn right now on what decision I think the committee would make here. It's the three-peat versus everything that's gone on with Jim Harbaugh and Michigan. And there's that whole Michigan versus the world narrative going on right now. So you got three-peat versus Michigan versus the world. Both are great media plays when you look at it from that angle. I really don't know what decision would be made, but I do think there'd be a slight advantage for Michigan because of their wins over Penn State and Ohio State in the regular season. The Iowa loss would really hurt them, but in the end, I think they'd put Michigan in if it were to be this exact scenario. And again, if any of the undefeated teams win their championship game, they're in the playoffs. But I did want to take a look at the what-if scenarios and break them down for you So in my major what-if scenarios, I would have Georgia being out and Michigan being the fourth team in the playoffs to join the conference champions of Oregon, Alabama, and Texas. So Oregon, Alabama, Texas, and Michigan would be the four teams in the college football playoffs, in my opinion, if this exact scenario were to take place. The battle between Michigan and Georgia would be a good one, but ultimately, I think the committee would look back on regular season wins, and who had the more impressive wins, and that would go to Michigan in this scenario. So championship weekend is going to be very fun, and the college football playoff stage will be set soon enough. Enjoy the games this weekend, and as always, thanks for listening to the Sean Steak Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sean Steg podcast and make sure to join Sean Steg on social media for more unique and exclusive content by following at Sean Steg on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok.